Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast. So excited to have you join us. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. Make sure that you are, if you like what you hear, if you like this podcast, make sure that you are uh, rating us on Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcasts, Amazon. Hey, we're all over the place and I'm so thrilled today to have a dear friend of mine on as well as I, I think a pretty darn good mind whenever it comes to what's going on with dental assistance right now. And that's my dear friend, Angela Daly-Smith. Angela, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I am great. Good to talk to you. You know, you and I usually play words with friends, so it's good to actually uh, chat uh, voice-to-voice here with you. But before we dive into today's talk, I definitely want people to know a little bit more about you. So would you mind introducing yourself? Well, I am Angela Daly-Smith. I've been in dentistry for 25 years in a variety of roles, both clinical assisting, administrative, teaching. A teaching has been my biggest part of my dental assisting life. I just left a teaching role after 15 years. And it was a hard decision to make. Yeah. It was the right I was going to say congratulations, I think, but, you know, I, I, I know you touch so many lives and really influence this next generation of dental assistants. So thank you for doing that. So, you know, whenever you and I were talking about some things that I thought would be interesting for our audience to hear, the, the thought that I threw out about reinventing yourself, I think is something that really resonated with you. And I think it's something as dental assistants that often, you know, while everything goes, you know, during a day differently and every day is different and all that good stuff, I think that there's often a lot of times that dental assistants still need to reinvent themselves, still need to look ahead at what's coming. And and that seemed to strike a chord with you. And I'm curious, why did that strike such a chord with you? Well, after 15 years in education and everything I've seen and heard and dealt with. Okay. The... Going back to practice scared me because it had been so long that I had to find ways to market myself to what dentistry is now Mm. as to how it was when I left. So reinventing myself in that way, I had to go back and educate myself on how to work in a dental office, how to relate to patients or parents if they're children and coworkers in there from how I was teaching dental assistants to work. Got it. Okay. How to act because some of them don't know how to be people sometimes. It And it's a new generation of dental assistants. That's, that's the other thing as well. Yeah. It's a very different climate now than it was when I left 15 years ago. And, and I'm curious because, you know, we hear so much about the hiring crisis. We hear so much about how dental assistants are in need. And I think sometimes in today's environment, we think, oh, we can just do whatever and get a job and it's okay. But I think it's also important to make sure that you're keeping yourself up with things, the latest technologies and, and learning a little bit more about that practice before you ever go in there. And websites, 
for practices are a big thing to look at when you do something like that. That hiring crisis is a real thing. I knew it as an educator because I placed students into externships. So I would go on to Indeed or another job board and find people who needed assistance and try to sell them on teaching this person to be your employee. Sure. And the number of jobs just in the area that I'm in, which is the Richmond, Virginia metro area, was I was astounded. When I started looking for a job, it was even more so because I spread that search out to not just clinical, but also to administrative, billing. I looked at remote jobs. I looked at all avenues. And to see the number of offices that are urgently hiring, but that aren't paying well. Right. Saddened me. Made me mad, actually. Because if you're hiring urgently and you want somebody that's got two years of experience, you've got to pay them more than $17 an hour. Oh, sure. You know, and it's funny. You, yeah. Well, and it's funny you say that because one of the things that I, I think came out through the ADA Health Policy Institute and others places is that so many dental practices are saying there aren't qualified dental assistants out there. Right. And, and that makes a world of difference. It, it does. But there are, there are plenty of qualified dental assistants out there. You're just not willing to pay them their worth. True. True. That's the other side of the coin. I agree with that for sure. In my job search recently, I've been told by at least three offices that a, a resume like mine doesn't come across their desk very often. And then I'm like, then why aren't you offering more money? Right. You know, and, and I'm, I'll be honest, right off the cusp, I don't know the laws of Virginia and everything, but I know that so many states, dental assistants can make such a huge impact on the bottom line of the practice, yeah. you know, and, and so the ROI is certainly there, but I think that it also takes the dental assistant knowing what those laws are, knowing how he or she can really impact. And then is it, is it worth it in your mind to present like this business plan of here's what I can do? Here's why I'm worth a higher salary. Okay who's been out of the profession for whatever reason and is going back in. I have a friend in Arizona that was a stay-at-home mom for 12 years. She went back to work and I remember what she told me she was making at the start. Yeah. Did you not ask for more money? If she didn't feel like she could... Because it had been so long since she'd used any of her skills. So, so how does somebody like that in your mind, you know, we're talking about reinventing yourself. Is it really just them diving back into and learning what the trends are, what the, what the hot things are, whatever it might be? How, how do you reinvent yourself and, and make sure that you're staying up to date in your mind, at least? Personally, I've done a lot of reading. I've done a lot of watching YouTube, 
um, listening to podcasts, following things on social media. Everybody talks about how bad TikTok is, but I've learned a lot. Sure. I've learned a lot, not just from dental assistants that are there, but also from people who are like in HR Mm -hmm. or who are looking for jobs or who are management coaches about how to reword your resume, make it not look so old and stay up to date on what your industry is and to not sell yourself short not not gonna lie i actually have considered leaving dental assisting yeah because they're not gonna want to pay me my worth with the management skills that i have because i was a program director for two years the classroom management as an instructor is I was telling my mother this, who was a school teacher for 30 plus years, that that classroom management skill is invaluable to working with people, mm-hmm. especially going back into an office the way I am, because it is a different generation and I know how to work with that generation. And that's a huge skill. Yeah. But. You just have to get to know them and stop thinking about, well, this is how we did it. No, it's not how it's done anymore. It's a huge point. That's a huge point because honestly, one thing that I'm hearing right now, and maybe you're hearing this from your former students, is that there is a little bit of a clash of generations. And it is that whole that we've never tried that, we don't do it that way, whatever it is. And, and I know that that's really causing a butting of heads. Before I left the education setting and I was working with those externs, they would come to me, why are they so unopen to change? Yeah. And I have to remind them that this is the way dentistry's been for so long. <laughs> it's still a very conservative profession mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. I would have students that would buck me on I want to have purple hair or I have tattoos. Why do I have to cover them up? Right. Because you do. It's eight hours of your day. It's it. And it feels like there's a little bit of give and take that, that yes, you may have to cover up your tattoos, but you also should still be able to feel like that you can throw out an idea while trying something new. So yeah. Because I used to introduce all kinds of new products in education to them and say, this is what there is. These are the things that are coming out. I don't know how many of your practices know about them, so introduce it to them. Mm-hmm. They don't have to use it. And a lot of the things they can get for free to try, they don't have to put any money out for it. Right. And the pushback that they get... Um has been unreal to me in your mind (laughs) well and i think that there's there's a reinvention that happens not only hopefully on the dental assisting side but also on the dental practice side that they're willing to reinvent themselves a little bit for this next generation for new ideas and i i think that that's something that dental assistants need to have the courage to say 
oh, oh, you know, I've, I've learned about this. Why aren't you open to it? And really maybe have that conversation. I will say too, though, that in the 15 years I was in dental assisting education, I used the same textbook, new editions, but the same textbook. Yes. I was taught from that textbook as well. So I've been involved with that particular textbook, Modern Dental Assisting, from the seventh edition to the 14th edition. Okay. And very little changed in it. They would add things that came up, like the one thing I could think of off the top of my head is in the endodontics chapter, they added two paragraphs on microscopes and endo. Okay. And microscopes and endo are more than two paragraphs. A little bit, yes. They had still from edition seven to edition 14, the hand files. Very few endodontists still use all of those hand files. They start with them, but they move to rotary. Right. So, so how do you, if, if that's what the textbook is saying, or that's what education is saying, then, then it really emphasizes, I think to me that, that you've got to go out on your own. And like you said, it may be TikTok, it may be social media, learning other things. And that's, I, I brought that into the classroom too. They would have to watch videos or we would watch videos during class and get introduced to things that they would see that aren't necessarily in the book. Yep. Makes sense. But then they would test it on what was in the book, <laughs> which was infuriating to me as well. And the dental assisting national board, not going to knock them. They're great. They're great um, organization, but they're using those books that aren't always, modern enough to what's actually going on and that's not anybody's fault because books are published in 2023 sure and they're used for four or five years and in four or five years technology changes oh for sure yeah just with the advent of ai we're seeing how fast things are changing absolutely so let me ask you one more question um does reinventing yourself also include being open to that front desk, to billing, to other things as well? Oh, absolutely. Um, while I have given great consideration to clinical assisting, I'm not as young as I think I am. And that's more the place I'm looking at is the front desk. Because from my education standpoint, I can teach that i can still teach mm-hmm. and educate patients when they may not have had the question clinically that then they come to the front desk and they're like oh i have one more question can you get her back and she's with a patient yeah no i can't get her back that is that's where someone with clinical knowledge at the front desk becomes invaluable I've always said the best front desk assistants or clinical assistants to start. 
Oh, oh. I, I couldn't agree more. Absolutely. You have that, not only that clinical knowledge, but also those patient relationships as well and kind of know how to explain things. I could not agree more. And not to knock on the hygienists out there, but assistants cover everything. Hygienists are focused. Yep. Absolutely. So they don't necessarily know the restorative side the way that an assistant does. Oh. So to be able to answer those root canal questions or crown questions. Absolutely. And, and and it is something that while, you know, I don't think we ever want people just, you know, spouting things off and hoping that it's right. We also know that in today's society, we're very much a, we want this now, you know, and so to have somebody with that answer is vitally important. So you don't say, oh, let me go find that out or, you know, yeah, for sure. The one thing you can never be afraid of in this life is to use three word phrase. I don't know. There you go. Because you don't have the capacity to know everything. And when I was in the classroom and a student would ask me a question that I didn't know the answer to. And I said, I don't know. Some of them literally got wide eyed. Like, why doesn't she know? The teacher's still a learner. Yeah. Oh, I think we're lifelong learners. Absolutely. So, and, and I think that's a really good point as we wrap up here about, you know, the, the reinvention is that it's a constant evolution. It's not something you ever reach a goal, I don't think. And I, I'm going to add this one thing. I was initially an on-the-job trained dental assistant who worked in a hospital lab for a short period of time. And then went back to dental assisting. And I went through a program at a community college in Richmond. And I firmly believe that the education that I got enhanced the on-job training I had. And we need formal dental assisting education. Oh, absolutely. Could not agree more. I don't care if it's 12 weeks or 12 months. To go into a practice with already knowing the tooth numbers, already knowing the tooth surfaces, having a basic idea of the instruments, and 100% infection control trained is important. Well, amen. And I mean, that infection control training, uh, you know, far and away, absolutely is so vital, so... Well, Angela, you know, seriously, I I always love chatting with you. I always love picking your brain and I always love you being available for me to do that. So thanks for being on today. I really do appreciate it. And thanks to all of you for listening to this episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast. Absolutely reinvent yourself. Keep learning. Keep trying to find those ways to make yourself better, whether you're in the front as an assistant, whether you're in the back as an assistant, whatever it takes. Make sure you're doing that. And we're going to be here to help you through that journey. You can always reach out to me at kevin.henry at igniteda.net. And until next time here on the Dental Assistant Nation podcast, thank you so much for listening. And here's to a great day ahead for you.